0: There. It's Gary Parish. It's Wednesday, March 16, 2022. Welcome back. To CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, Dodo Birds, and Leaky Black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. And today, in this episode, one last time before Thursday and Friday ruins everybody's brackets, We're going to go through every single first-round matchup, for better or worse. We'll pick pick every game straight up and against the spread, and they will count towards our final four and one total. So hopefully this is where I pass dead leg
1: once and for all. Okay, guy. Once and for all. You do have a shot. Volume play right here. Volume play. This is where I'm making my run. Did you make it easy on Nada and send him your picks ahead of time so he doesn't no. have to write the? Okay, I I did. No. Nada has all of my picks ahead of time, so just keep track no. of GP's in real time. Nada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Sorry, it never even occurred. Actually, me to you know do what? That. As long as as long as Paris uh, Paris as long as what you're gonna do here matches exactly what's on the site, then you're good to go. Nada
0: uh, Oh, oh. I mean, I mean, it might. It might. It might not.
1: Uh, okay. By the way, by the way, and and by, get- the, and by
0: the way, you can't be disappointed in that. We were on CBS Sports H uh H- we were on something. You and I awesome. worked together. We were on something. And I watched you that's right. Explain how Murray State was going to beat Kentucky and go to the Sweet 16. Like 45 minutes later on a different
1: thing. You were like, and I'm taking San Francisco over Murray State. I was like, What are you what are you doing? <laughs> I'm making my final decision here and now at the end of the podcast, by the way, to if you're watching on YouTube. Go ahead and get ready. There we go. There we go. So so, again, treating the listeners like they're a newborn puppy. That's cool. Um, We are going to have our bracket shown on the screen with our picks and the whole deal. So I finally have finalized my deal. I'm not happy with it, but I just got to live with it and accept it. And whereas the final four and one during the podcast, you, you can never actually go anywhere on a site and see it. All of our tournament picks straight up and against the spread are documented with records, the whole deal at cbsports.com. Uh, me, GP, David Cobb, Kyle Boone, Chip Strong Patterson, the whole, deal. the whole deal. So, with that being said, let's get rolling, GP. Let's start with the
0: West Regional. And the way I want to do it is as if you were looking at the bracket, and we'll just go top left and then straight down. So, we'll start with the West Regional. Game one, West Regional. Number one, Gonzaga. Against number 16, Georgia State Thursday, 4 15 PM Eastern. Gonna take place in Portland. You can watch it on TNT. The Zags are 23 and a half point favorites.
1: What do you think, Deadleg? Gonzaga wins and covers. Back to you, Parrish.
0: Yeah, Gonzaga wins and covers. What are we talking about? They beat they beat everybody they play by 23 and a half. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm imagining they, uh, Ron Hunter ain't walking Ron Hunter ain't
1: rolling through that door. <laughs> he is not. He's not even he's not even coaching this team anymore. Trivia time. Who is Georgia State's coach?
0: Oh, I do know this. Um Rob.
1: Yes, Lanier. Rob yeah, Lanier. Rob,
0: yeah, Rob Lanier. Of course, Rob Lanier. Don't try done? to, by the way, don't do that anymore. <laughs> because I will miss one of like somebody I know. <laughs> like they'll text me, like, yo, man.
1: <laughs> All right. Don't do that ever again. I'm lucky. I just wanted a curveball to start. I might throw in a couple of more reasonable trivia times, but I didn't want to just throw it out there. Just, like
0: back back when we were uh, not live, like if you'd have done that and I would have missed it, I'd have been like, "All right, let's just stop for a second, back it up. Like, don't do that again. Don't catch it. Like, I'll I'll it'll be somebody I had dinner with two months ago, and you'll be like, "Who's so and so's coach?" I'd be like, "Uh, they're like GP. What are you doing? Don't do that ever again." There we go. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Game two, West Regional. Number eight, Boise State against number nine, Memphis. It's Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern in Portland. You can watch that on TNT. The Tigers, Penny's Tigers,
1: two and a half point favorites. Trivia time. Who is Memphis's coach? Ooh. All right. T- okay. So, uh, a factoid, not trivia time, but factoid here. This is Boise State's eighth NCAA tournament appearance has never won a game in the big dance. Relatively surprising. Boise State has never won. Uh, In fact, the Mountain West has has struggled as a conference, period. It's existed for about 23 years. Has only won 30% of its games collectively, has the Mountain West, in the NCAA tournament on the men's side there. But I think it ends here. Uh, Monty Bates will not play in this game, barring something drastic. Uh, Thank God. Just to be be sure, I did check in with Elgin Bates earlier in the week, and... um, did not indicate that that is in the card. So unless they are, uh, they got something up their sleeve, which I can't imagine would be the case. Uh, Memphis, as you've noted, has been tremendous <laughs> without Amani Bates playing. Um, they they got a good shot. This will be a this will be a defensive battle. I I really do like this game. I like this matchup. This is my favorite of the eight nines. Even though I'll be surprised if either team gets to sixty five. GP, but I'm gonna go with Leon Rice's Boise State Broncos. They won the Mountain West regular season. They won the Mountain West postseason uh, championship. He's got a, he's got a good group. Um, Memphis has been terrific, but it is still a little bit it's it's a it's a little bit gettable in terms of how inconsistent it's capable of being on the offensive end. And so I will just trust Boise State in this spot. Uh, on the whole, this season it's been it's been better and. A uh, quick note that I mentioned in the court report like six weeks back, Boise State did not start off the season well, and then Leon Rice basically kicked one of the players off the team. He didn't actually – he said, listen, if you're going to buy into your role, you can play. If not, then you can see you later, and the player left. And he changed his starting lineup, and since then, it, it completely flipped around Boise State's season. So I will ride with uh, with Boise State to move on and play Gonzaga in the second round.
0: Well, these teams have a lot of common – Traits, uh, what you just uh acknowledged is one of them addition by subtraction. Boise State got better after Leon Rice said bye bye, and uh, Memphis is better without Imani Bates. Uh, you know, Boise State's won 24 of its past 27 games, Memphis 12 and 2 in its past 14 since January 28. I wouldn't actually look this up if I didn't mention it on the last episode. If you go to, I, I learned you're not going to believe this. I learned how to pick different start times and finish times yeah. at barttorvik.com?
1: Yeah, I told you how to do this, bud.
0: I know, but I figured it out too. I figured okay. it out after after you told me. I figured it out. If you go and make the start date 128 and the end date today, yeah. These are the only teams that have been better than Memphis since then. Gonzaga, Tennessee, Iowa, Texas Tech, and Kansas. Oh Memphis is the sixth best team. That's what. That's. I believe you, to,
1: you. I'm just. It's. An, oh my gosh! I can't believe that's the case. Like, you want to, you know. if
0: you want to argue with Bart, I'm Corpus, not you'll doubting argue with Bart it. Corpus. I'm saying it's incredible what Memphis has done. So the date 128. Why is that important? That's the day Imani Bates stopped playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Since Imani Bates stopped playing basketball, Memphis has been one of the six best teams in the country, taking the Tigers, laying All the right. points. Game three, West Regional, number five UConn versus number twelve New Mexico State, Thursday 6:50 p.m. Eastern. It's in Buffalo. You can watch it on
1: TNT. The Huskies are six-and-a-half-point favorites. The whack kind of feels like it's due. This league hasn't won its game in the tournament since 2007, and there have been plenty of good New Mexico State teams that have been there in that span. In fact, uh, this conference has been represented by the Aggies in all but two years in the past decade. Uh, but I can't go as far as that. Uh, I will take UConn to win. I will take New Mexico state to cover um, actually caught up briefly on Tuesday with Chris Jans and uh, just wanted to get, get a feel for what he's, what he saw with UConn.
0: You are trying to and, see if he's going to Kansas state. You don't care if he's going, what do you I don't know UConn. if he's going to
1: Kansas state or not. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to Kansas state or not, but uh, Kansas state was not addressed. when I talked to Chris Jans to be, to be clear about that. Um, but he did say this team plays the same way every single game. There is not, if you watch their third game or you watch their 27th game, they look, they, they just, everything they do is the exact same. He said, so there's benefits and there's drawbacks to that. I think New Mexico State will keep it close, but I will take UConn. Tyrese Martin has a big game. Huskies move along.
0: I know that phone call. That's the phone call you place so you cannot ask about Kansas State. So when you need to ask about Kansas State, you just talked to, you. we just talked last week.
1: All right, GP pulling back the curtain.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, curtain. I'll take uh you teddy allen yes f- f- former king of pinnacle bank
1: that's right
0: Averaged 19.3 points i think you kind of win new mexico state to cover game four west regional number four arkansas it's number 13, Vermont, Thursday, 9, 20 p.m. Eastern in Buffalo. You can watch it on TNT. The Razorbacks are five point. Is every game on TNT? What are we doing? <laughs> oh, dude, I got all the TBS ones. Wait till it gets to me. I was like, are all these games on TBS? I had like nine in a row. I was like, is this right? I, I know. I had to start double checking myself too. I was like, "What is every game on TNT?" This is
1: outrageous. Razorbacks are five point favorites. Here's what Musselman said during media availability earlier this week. He goes, you "You're know trying
0: what's... to see if he's going to Kansas State."
1: Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> must must to k State. Here we go. Uh, start up. Uh, start up the must bus. He goes, "You know, it's interesting. We play in Buffalo, Vermont's a seven hour drive or whatever. UConn's another team in that. That's a six hour and fifteen minute drive. That would be. They would play each other. Obviously, if Arkansas wins, UConn wins." So it's kind of like a road game for us against Vermont, quite frankly. We've got to understand that as well. It's not often when a four seed, when you look at your bracket and say, Oh, wow, the first team we play is really close to here. If you're fortunate enough to advance, that team's pretty close too. Not much of an advantage there at all. Mus, come on. <laughs> like, I know it's close, but it's not that close. Yes, Vermont and UConn fans can drive there. Providence is also going to Buffalo. So there will be heavy Northeast contingent showing up there. I don't want to hear any excuses if you're Arkansas. That being said, I am taking your boy. Hmm. who grew up in South Burlington, the hard the hard streets of where Dorset Street hits uh, Winooski Avenue, is it? It's been a while, man. But shouts to South Burlington High School. Um, I will take Vermont in this spot. They have been on a tear. Arkansas is completely capable of winning this game by 22 points and making me look like an idiot, but that's fine. Um, I had Vermont at one point in my Sweet 16, and then I just could not, stick with it so i have vermont merely moving on one game beating arkansas ben shungu ryan davis tremendous one two and as i think i mentioned on the sunday night episode this vermont team is about even if not a little bit better than the 13th seed team in 05 that beat syracuse uh you know team from the parking lot and all that great stuff so i will go with vermont and john becker's crew uh, to belong past Arkansas, this has this is one of my favorite top five, top six games of the first round.
0: I think it's going to be close. Um, Vermont won its conference tournament title game at 39 points. Yeah, what was that about? That's outrageous, dude! <laughs> it's the largest margin of victory in a Division One tournament title game since 1989. What was that about, Arkansas? So there's like some wild historical stuff connected to this game you got what i just told you with vermont and then arkansas started zero and three in the sec then won its next eight games first power conference team to win eight straight after starting zero and three in the league since ucla in 1982 Mm. wild stuff going on with these guys arkansas i'll take to win in advance but i think it's going to be close vermont plus the points would be my play game five west regional number six alabama against the winner of tonight's Rutgers Notre Dame game, whoever wins it, going to play Alabama Friday, four fifteen p.m. Eastern in San Diego. You can watch it on TNT. We don't have a number on this game. Obviously, we don't even know who Alabama's playing. How about this? If Rutgers wins, I'll take Rutgers over Alabama. If Notre Dame wins, I'll take Alabama over
1: Notre Dame. That's fair. Trivia time. Last time, uh, last time Rutgers made back to back NCAA tournaments. What year? Oh God. Um. Damn it. I read this last
0: night. I read it last night and then I'm looking here and I didn't put it in my notes.
1: It's in my notes. Sorry. I don't know. Just take a guess. Guess a year. 1975 and 76. Oh, boom. You are right on it, buddy. Yep. I told you. That's my big brain. That's my big brain. 75-76, 70, we haven't gotten to Longwood yet. 75-76 was the last time Rutgers made back-to-back NCAA tournaments. I will take Alabama no matter the winner uh, for entertainment purposes. I will take Rutgers to beat Notre Dame and to cover in the first four game on Wednesday night.
0: Game six, West Regional. Number three, Texas Tech. Number 14, Montana State. It's going to be Friday, 45 p.m. Eastern in San Diego. You can watch it on TNT. Red Raiders are 15-point favorites. It's
1: big. It's
0: a big number. Number one team in adjusted defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm.
1: This was the, of, of the one, two, and three seats with, uh, with big lines here. This is the one that I'm least confident in. Uh, I'm taking Texas Tech both here. On the Montana State side, I love stories like this. It's Montana State's first appearance since 96, straight out of Bozeman uh danny sprinkle is the coach now he played for montana state the last time the school made the n tournament bringing his alma mater back that's a really cool story because of the way texas tech plays i think montana state actually has a tremendous chance at covering against my better judgment i will take the red raiders to both win and cover that 15.
0: i got texas tech winning the game texas tech covering the number game seven west regional number seven michigan state Guest number 10, Davidson, Friday, 9.40 p.m. Eastern. It's in Greenville. You'll be there. I will. You can watch that on CBS, America's Most Watched Network. the network of stars. The Spartans are a one-point favorite.
1: What kind of Michigan State team are we going to get here, GP? The
0: kind that gets eliminated. Okay. Foster Lawyer. From small role player at Michigan State to the leading score for the team that eliminates Michigan State from the NCAA tournament.
1: Michigan State's best attribute, if you go to its Ken Palm page and look at it, is three-point shooting. It ranks 17th in the country. Good three-point shooting team. Davidson, of course, is a really good three-point shooting team. It's even better. It ranks sixth in the nation. Better offensive team there. Wonderful head coaching battle. Uh, different kind of styles. I, I, This has great potential. I am going to take Michigan State to win this game and to cover. It's a, it's a point and a half, or at least it was when I last checked. Um these lines are bumping by a point or a half point. So for whatever reason you're listening this late Wednesday, the li- like it's conceivable a line could move ever so slightly, but we're going with what it is as we record here. I'll take Sparty to win and to cover and to uh, in doing so, uh if it's close, prompt any ridiculous conspiracy theories about coach K versus Izzo. Second round, we had to do it. Whatever, man. <laughs> I want the Foster Bates Bowl. Davidson versus Duke. Let's go. But I got Michigan State winning and covering. Game 8 West Regional.
0: Number 2 Duke against number 15 Cal State Fullerton it's going to be Friday, 7:10 p.m. Eastern in Greenville. You can watch it on CBS America's most watched networks the Network of Stars. Blue Devils, 18 and a half point favorites.
1: Duke's been well, problematic as it heads into this NCAA tournament there. Um side note on Fullerton. Longest wind drought of any team in the field. I did my annual stats facts, Nuggets goodies post that published Tuesday night. Um, and in that includes this, the fact that uh, Fullerton last won a game in 78 in the big dance. So it has the longest drought of any team in the tournament to have previously won a game in this tournament. And that drought will continue there. Mike Krzyzewski, oh, by the way, 97 NCAA tournament wins. So he'll need to get to the elite eight to crack 100. Um, this is his 36 tournament and he has the second-best win percentage of any coach in the NCAA tournament. Only John Wooden is better. Krzyzewski's won 76.4% of his games. Wooden won 82.5%. Duke and Fullerton have never met. Duke is undefeated against Big West Conference teams. I will take Duke to win and to win easily. I think this is a, uh, you know, wash it out of your system in terms of the ACC tournament, and Duke makes a definitive statement.
0: I remember when we talk about Duke early in the season, and it'd be like... Right now, A.J. Griffin's not even part of the rotation. Once you get him going and these young guys mature and get better, boy, Duke's going to be scary. They never got better. They just never got better. I know. They're a season low right now. 12th at Ken Palm. Supposed to get better. Never got better. I do have him winning this game, though, obviously, and covering the number. All right. So those are the first-round picks. Now let's play it out. Through the rest of the region, tell me how you've got the West Regional unfolding.
1: Okay, uh, I will take. Also, I'll have Gonzaga beaten Boise State to reach the Sweet 16. Mark Few going against one of his best friends in Leon Rice, and uh, that'll just be intriguing because even though Boise and Rice haven't faced this Gonzaga roster, uh, he knows you know Mark Few's tendencies. They <laughs> they talked throughout the season, so he'll have a, a little bit of some insight there. Maybe Boise State's got a shot to keep it close. I am taking UConn over Vermont. That is a Matt Norlander special. Came of age in the great state, the Green Mountain State of Vermont, before moving to Connecticut. Norlander game right there. The whole way I will go with the state I have resided in throughout my adult life. I will take UConn. I did have Vermont at one point. I just couldn't quite get myself to get there. Uh, I will have Dan Hurley moving on to face Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. I have Bama beating Texas Tech in the second round. I will I will trust Nate Oates' team to come out and play really strong, JD Davison to have a huge NCAA tournament and for them to show more of what they've been against good teams than how bad they've been and inconsistent against lesser teams there. Give me I think Bama matches up really interestingly against texas tech i also noted this i think in my one to 61 to 68 piece texas tech is a great defensive team it's also extremely physical and i believe that playing in the big 12 the officials in that conference get used to seeing how texas tech plays and allows them to play more physically i will be interested to see mark adams in his first tournament as a head coach how physical Texas tech is allowed to be, I kind of see that maybe being an issue, particularly against a Bama team, but that is contrasting styles. Bama's not great on defense. Obviously Texas tech is give me Bama, have a little fun there. And then I have Duke moving on past Michigan state. Um, And probably doing so without too much resistance. I actually think Duke's going to win both its games this this weekend by double digits and kind of strut into San Francisco, where I will be if Duke indeed gets to the second weekend. I'll be traveling out there to the city by the bay. I have Gonzaga over UConn. Those teams have a little bit of history there. Um, And then I have Duke beating Alabama to have Gonzaga versus Duke in the regional final in San Francisco, giving us the best possible matchup we could possibly ask for before we get to a final four. I will take Gonzaga to end Mike Krzyzewski's career. Mark Few gets to a second consecutive Final Four, gets to his third overall. Chad Holmgren versus Paolo Bancaro. Gonzaga gets, uh, you know, avenges its loss from the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, fantastic job there overall. If we can get that kind of game, it'd be great to cover. Great for the sport. Gonzaga versus Duke. I'll pick that in the regional final. Zags move on.
0: I'll be real quick here in the spirit of gotta catch flight. These dudes moved my flight up 15 minutes this morning.
1: That should be illegal. I don't even know how they do that, by the way. Like, I, I, we don't have the time to debate it, but I, yeah, that that should that should, you, you that should, should actually li-
0: literally be illegal. Yes, you should not be able to move somebody's flight up. Move it back. I don't care. Can't move it up. That's outrageous. Yep. Um, I've got so you know my my second round teams. We just went through that. I've got Gonzaga, Arkansas in the Sweet Sixteen, Texas Tech, Duke in the Sweet Sixteen. Gonzaga beats Arkansas. Duke beats Texas Tech. I've got Gonzaga Duke in the Elite Eight. And just like you, the Zags in the Final Four. Before we get to the East Regional, real quick, let me remind you about our bracket challenge game. We want you to enter, compete with us. I'm going to be in there. Norlander, Cal Boone, David Cobb, Chip Pat. Who knows who else? Could be anybody. Could it like you might look up? Could be anybody. So join us at CBSports.com slash C B S I on brackets E-Y-E on bracket cbs i on brackets winner's going to get a hundred dollar gift card to paramount plus which um, is obviously terrific uh, because you're able to watch ncaa tournament games on paramount plus tons of soccer champions league um, golf nfl in the fall beyond that halo going to be streaming starting march 24th exclusively on paramount plus you can go to uh, paramountplus.com halo try it all for free and when you enter a bracket challenge game don't stop there enter more you can create a group compete against your friends compete against your enemies you can fill out a bracket for the chance to win a trip to the 2023 final 4 it's all free did i mention that you can play on the CBS sports app or at cbsports.com/cbsi on brackets okay dead Leg, you walk us through the east regional game by game just like i did for the west
1: one seed Baylor versus 16 seed Norfolk State. That's Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern. You're gonna find that on CBS. It's Thank in Fort Worth. North. Baylor is favored by 21. Who do you got?
0: Baylor straight up. This is an inflated line. Beware of inflated lines, dead leg. Norfolk state plus the points.
1: Agree with you. This is the 10-year anniversary of Norfolk State beating second seed Missouri with Kyle O'Quinn and Pendarvis Williams. I will have Norfolk State to cover Baylor to win. Second game, we've got eight-seed UNC against number 9 Marquette. This is Thursday at approximately 4.30 p.m. Eastern on TBS, also in Fort Worth. Carolina minus three is the line.
0: It feels like everybody's taking North Carolina. I don't even know know know
1: know. if that's true, but it just feels like
0: that. So I'm going Marquette, straight up against the spread, the whole deal.
1: You and me both, buddy. Although Shaka Smart's only won two games in the NCAA tournament since he took VC to the Final Four in 2011. Way too much action momentum on Carolina here. Fade the public. Go Marquette. It's an eight-nine. It's essentially a, a coin flip of a game, uh, even though there's actually a lot tighter lines between bigger seed dis, uh, disparities and some other games. Go Marquette. I I, I do like uh, Justin Lewis to have a big time game here, and Caroline's obviously capable. But I just I'm I'm just fading the public on that. Number five, moving we scooting down the bracket. Number five, St. Mary's. He's going to play 12-seeded Indiana. Obviously got the win over Wyoming. A uh, bit of an ugly game. Trace Jackson Davis was awesome on Tuesday night. 29 points. They forced Wyoming into 19 turnovers, and they hopped on a bird, flew out to Portland. They will play Thursday at 7.20 on, you guessed it, it's on TBS. Game will be in Portland. The line is St. Mary's minus three.
0: I'll take St. Mary's to win the game. With all due respect to the internet in Indiana, I'll take St. Mary's. I'll lay the points with St. Mary's as well.
1: I'm going to take Indiana to win this game straight up. So they'll cover and they'll win it out. We will have yet again, an instance of a first four team, not just getting through Dayton and then saying, see ya gets through Dayton and gets into the weekend. I will, uh, I will ride trace Jackson Davis. Xavier Johnson is really, uh, playing well, Jordan Geronimo had an awesome game. So yeah, I will uh, I will go with the momentum play there. Uh, St. Mary's has been sitting for a long time. West Coast Conference Championship. They haven't they'll have not played in nine days by the time they play this. So I will go with Indiana, which will be on short rest. Next game, scooting down the bracket. We've got four seed UCLA against number thirteen Akron. This will be approximately at ten PM Eastern on. You guessed it, TBS. The game is also in Portland. This will follow St. Mary's Indiana in that building. The line here. Ukla minus 14. What do you think? Inflated line.
0: Inflated line alert. UCLA to win the game, Akron to cover.
1: I will go UCLA both here. Uh, the MAC has won a game in the NCAA tournament three consecutive times. So this conference has done well. I don't love Akron in this spot. The last time John Gross is here as the head coach of a MAC program, he took Ohio to the Sweet 16 uh, more than a decade ago. So he has had success at this level in this kind of bracket, but I will go with UCLA to win kind of pull away. I actually think this, this is a late night Thursday tip to me. This one kind of just, uh, you don't need to be too locked in on it. I think they kind of breeze on by and it's not true. Dramatic scooting on down. One of the best first round games we've got on the board here. Number six, Texas number 11, Virginia tech. This is in the East region Friday, approximately 4 40 PM. Eastern on you already know it. This game is going to be on TBS. Yes. Like 36 others. This is in Milwaukee. Texas minus one was the latest line. I will be interested to see if this line moves again before we get to tip. Again, Friday, approximately 440. This is really, uh, this is the squeeze-in game as we leave the afternoon and get into the evening. This this really could uh, set the table for a fun Friday night back-end session. GP, UT minus one, what do you feel?
0: I'm taking Texas, you know, laying the point straight up. I don't feel great about it, though.
1: I'm going to take Virginia Tech both here. I'm completely swayed by what I saw in person. And I, frankly, I'm going to take Virginia Tech because it has rated well in the metrics all season. Texas has as well, don't get me wrong. But it's clearly been more inconsistent in play. And I think Virginia Tech's just a more cohesive team. So you can easily make the case for either. It's just a one-point line. But I will go with the Hokies and Mike Young to move on along. By the way, kind of surprising. Fifth straight tournament Virginia Tech has made. So they've that fan base has become accustomed to, uh, to getting here. Moving on down, East Region. Three-seed Purdue, number 14, Yale. This is a Friday 2 p.m. T- tip on TV. On, on TBS? It will, it, will, uh, it will come before we get Texas-Virginia Tech. It's in Milwaukee. Uh, Purdue is minus 15 and a half in this game, Parrish. Purdue and Wisconsin have 12 wins against the field. That's the most of any in the field. Purdue and Wisconsin be twelve have 12 victories against teams that are in this NCAA tournament, 15 and a half. Purdue do you like that line for the boilers or is it uh maybe thinking Yale can sneak up and cover
0: Purdue now inside the top 100 in adjusted defensive efficiency according to Ken Palm ranked 99th move it up watch out Mm -hmm. I'll take Purdue straight up and I'll lay the points with the Boilermakers
1: excellent by the way I see some good conversation in the chat absolutely if you're trading off your uh upset picks final four picks Love to see that from our community. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone. You got us into the fourth spot on the overall sports charts on Apple Podcasts. You're incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've never been that high. Really, really great. Great to see you here watching us live on a Wednesday morning. Keeping down, down in the bracket, number seven, Murray State, number 10, San Francisco. I've talked about this game so much because I cannot wait to see it. I think it's the best one on the board on Thursday or Friday. This will be an approximately 9.45 p.m. Eastern tip on CBS. That's right. America's Most Watched Network. What is it, GP? That's right. Thursday, 945 Eastern, CBS in Indianapolis. Murray State is a one-point favorite. I now have these little triggers. I can't even hear the letter CBS
0: without saying America's most-notch network. I can't hear the word YouTube without saying
1: YouTube.
0: I just want to make YouTube feel welcome.
1: You know, you do, you do. No, I, I do like it. I just, I, I just I don't know to- how your brain got to the point where it's like, oh, you should so cute, you YouTube. So
0: well, I just wanted to do want to make little YouTube feel welcome. I just wanted to feel like I just want to acknowledge its presence. What are you drinking there, deadleg? screwdriver, early in the morning?
1: No, this is uh, this is orange peach mango. Got to stay healthy. Got to got to stay in shape. Coke Zero. I'm Coke Zero at nine thirty Central Time. Good times. <laughs> zero sugar. It's zero sugar. Sicko mode right now. That's My sicko l- mode. it is.
0: Might as well be drinking green juice. Good for you. <laughs>
1: I believe that's a corporate sponsor for the tournament too. So why not, right? Synergy. Murray right. State minus one. By the way.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the Racers.
1: Who are you taking? I've seen you pick this game every every way you could possibly pick this game. I've seen you pick it in the past three days. You know what hasn't been talked about so far? Hmm. The fact that Murray State can win or lose this game. It's true. I, I don't know why. I don't know why the rest of the college basketball media refuses to talk about this. Okay. Wake up, people. I'm going to take Murray State to win. <sighs> I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I just taken Murray state. I can see this going either way. Completely. San Francisco can win or lose. Murray state can win or lose. You're not getting this analysis anywhere else. By the way, the last time Murray state was in this spot was 2012 when it was a six seed. It did win one game before losing in the second round. We will agree. We will take Murray state to win and to cover.
0: If Murray state loses that game is it the final game for matt mcmahon with the racers
1: i'm going to say yes Me too. there's too many jobs open <laughs> there are too many jobs and he's been too good i i'm going to say it's his last game with the, i'm saying this is the last season he'll coach with murray state
0: i think that's true as well
1: uh last game 2c kentucky versus number 15 st peter's this is a thursday 7:10 p.m eastern tip on cbs it will come right before Murray state in San Francisco in Indianapolis. So relatively local for Kentucky fans to get on up there and get on up there. They will. Kentucky is favored by 17 GP. I'll take the
0: Wildcats and I'll lay the points with the Wildcats. I think they blow St. Peter's out.
1: I do too. And on that note, um, every single tournament we get to this point with ones and twos and threes where these lines are big. And then there's going to be one that doesn't threaten to win, but it's like, wow, that team hung between, you know, six and 12 points the entire night. No one's thinking St. Peter's can do this. Shaheen Holloway is a really good coach. I kind of get a feeling St. Peter's is going to make this tighter than I think it can be, but I'm with you. I'm taking Kentucky minus 17. The last time the the Mac, or as Chip Patterson said, the Mac won a tournament game was in 2009. Um, So keep that in mind as well, this conference. And uh, trivia time, what team was that in 2009 out out of the Mac?
0: Why are people calling me? I don't have any idea. See, I'm just. Trying, I'm. I'm more interested in trying to. Pick, like somebody just called me, and I, I. I declined it within a second. That means don't call back, doesn't it? Every time.
1: Is it someone that you feel like you need to pick it up though? No, I, there's nobody I want okay, to If talk you to If right you now. do, I mean, you know,
0: I, there's nobody I want to talk to right now.
1: All right, here we go. We both, we've both got Kentucky moving along, and uh, you're up. So we gotta run through the. Oh yeah, we do. We have to run through our picks. Okay, uh, you go. (laughs) That's right. We gotta run through these picks. You pick your bracket first. Who do you got moving along, et cetera, et cetera?
0: Okay, so I Baylor Marquette. I got Baylor beating Marquette. I've got UCLA getting past St. Mary's. Purdue getting past Texas. Kentucky getting past Murray State. I've got UCLA and Kentucky in the elite eight, and then I'm taking the Bruins. I'm taking Mick Cronin, greatest coach in UCLA history, to get to a second straight. Final four.
1: I'm going to take Baylor to get past Marquette. I will take UCLA to beat Indiana Match up with some blue bloods there. By the way, the East, this, 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 ha- this might be a record GP. The East right now has eight teams with a national title. The eight teams are Baylor, mm-hmm. Carolina, Marquette, Indiana, UCLA, Wyoming, technically of, uh, uh uh applied to that um san francisco kentucky i think that's the eight i have the total number in my stats and facts post but i can't uh, i can't bring it up right now it's a joke how many teams it's like 40 combined national championships in this region alone ton of history really really cool i will have baylor playing ucla in the sweet 16 i've got purdue virginia tech in a thriller with the boilermakers moving along and I'm sticking with this. You'll see it at the end uh, when he show, when Kanata shows our uh, our brackets. I will Murray State Kentucky in a terrific intrastate battle. I will have Murray State doing to UK what Loyola Chicago did to Illinois last year. I will take the two lost racers and Matt McMahon to beat Kentucky and move on to the regional semifinals. Get to the Sweet 16. Go to Philadelphia. You got to have some sort of noise here. I will go with that. And then I've got UCLA beating Baylor in an upset. Johnny Juzang, Jaime Jaquez and group, making another strong run. Purdue over Murray State. And then I will stick with the Boilermakers, my preseason champion, to win win it all. Am I picking them to win the whole thing now? Stick around. You'll find out. I will have Purdue making the final four out of the East on the bottom left of your bracket, beating UCLA, and that's how I see it playing out.
0: All right. Before we get to the South Regional, please... I see you all here in the comment section. Let me remind you that if you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. And you ready for this? Enjoy a word from our sponsors.
2: This is about our legacy. Always has been and always will be. Paramount Plus presents Women Who Move Mountains. Everybody ready? Let's fly. A celebration of the powerful, hilarious, ah! Game changing women who bring our series and stories to life. And they're all here on Paramount Plus. Women who move mountains, explore the collection, and so much more on Paramount Plus. Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.
0: Either Wright State or Bryant. We don't know who yet. Friday, 7 27 p.m. Eastern in San Diego. You're going to be able to watch it on True TV. Disrespectful. <laughs> Number one Arizona. True TV. Disrespectful.
1: I just give. Uh, we're obviously recording this Wednesday before we get to Bryant, Wright State. Uh, listen, Wright State moving along will be fine. I want Peter Kiss versus Kirk Crease. Again, swag. <laughs> Kirk Crease is dead. Sir, swag cap. I want Kirk Crease smack talking from the bench, Peter Kiss. Swag capital of this bracket, okay? There are no two players that are more arrogant and cocky than these two. Give me Bryant versus Arizona. I have Arizona winning and covering no matter who's playing and what the line is. Kirk going to hit him with his crutch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, might, he might literally throw it at him. He threw his shoes in the stands after Arizona won the Pac-12 title.
0: Yeah. So so we, I think we're both going to have Arizona moving on, but obviously there's no number uh, to, on the game yet, so uh, just Arizona to move on. Game two, South Regional, number eight, Seton Hall. Number nine, TCU, Friday, 9.57 p.m. Eastern in San Diego. Appropriately on True TV. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I mean, it just is. All right, so we got Frogs versus Pirates. Horn mon- Frogs.
0: Yes. Horn Frogs are one-point favorites.
1: Pirates. Um, shouts to a Born on a Pirate Ship. Old apartment, great song off that Bare Naked Ladies album. Parrish, I'm sure, spins it all the time. Um mm-hmm. Fading memories blending into dull tableau. You know what I'm saying, JP, right? Here we go. I will go. I will go. I will go TCU both here. Jamie Dixon. We got a lot of coaches guiding their alma maters to this NCAA tournament. Dixon's like one of 12 or more. There's a lot of those. I will take TCU to win uh, in a complete coin flip as far as I'm concerned. The wrong team favorite. Oh, it is
0: the wrong team favorite situation.
1: You know how this usually goes for you though.
0: Yeah. I know how everything usually goes for me. <laughs> Kevin Willard loses this
1: game. Last game at Seton Hall. Oh man. No shortage of buzz that Willard really is the number one guy for Maryland at this point. I will say no. I will say Kevin Willard is still at Seton Hall. But I that is that that's for me that might be a wrong team favorite situation as well, but I will say no. Game three. South Regional. Number
0: five Houston against number 12 UAB. Friday, 9 20 p.m. Eastern in Pittsburgh. You can watch it on TNT. The Cougars are eight and a half point favorites.
1: I flipped on this. I had Houston. I'm going to give a shout out right now to shot quality. Um, how about this? Put up a graphic a couple days ago. Only four teams in the NCAA tournament field rank in the tournament's top 15 in transition scoring volume and their efficiency in transition. The four teams are Gonzaga, a one seed, Kansas, a one seed, Arizona, one seed, and UAB a 12. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. It single-handedly flipped me on this game. I am taking UAB to win, obviously to cover in doing so. Houston as a five is fine. Houston hasn't beaten a ton of really good teams this season. Andy Kennedy's got a really, really solid team. Jelly Walker said afterward, We don't care who was. He had a great quote, man. I wish I had the audio to play it, but frankly, we don't have the time. And do we have the trust that you're even going to hear it if I do it? (laughs) Um, That's an inside joke if anyone literally just discovered this podcast two shows ago. Uh, So I can't have it. But Jelly Walker, I love this dude. Incredible story. Not short on confidence. Give me Andy Kennedy and the Blazers to blaze in. To the second round, of course, we've got a 12-over-5 situation. It's going to happen somewhere at least once. We'll see if it's here. I think it will be.
0: This is a Conference USA I grew up in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's a Conference USA matchup. I, I was raised in these Conference USA streets. <laughs> I was born in the Metro, but I was raised in CUSA. Fair enough. I almost did it, but I'm taking Houston to win the game. UAB to cover. You can't give Jelly Walker eight and a half points. That's that's ridiculous. <sighs> it's disrespectful it game four south regional number four illinois number 13 chattanooga friday six fifty p.m eastern in pittsburgh you can watch that on tnt illinois seven and a half point favorite
1: last time Nuga made the sweet 16 was 25 years ago seven and a half this one is a tricky tricky number um by the way, we are squeezed for Time. GP's got to take a flight, but I'm being told by the bosses we have a better live number right now by far than any. I will take, when GP scoots out of here, I will take a few questions at the end of the show for the live audience because you guys are like a huge number right now. So we are tight. I will do that at the end because GP's got to catch a flight here. I will take Illinois to win. I will take NUGA to cover Um SoCon, by the way, team has never won a game. See the 13th. Little fact for you. Give me Illinois to win, but Chattanooga to cover. This will be close.
0: Game. Oh, I got. Did I pick it? No. Illinois to win. Chattanooga to cover. Inflated line. I, I don't know. I don't know if it actually is. Okay. Well, I agree. though. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> game five, South Regional. Number six, Colorado State. Gets number 11, Michigan. Thursday, 1215 p.m. Eastern in Indianapolis. You can watch it on CBS. Some funny business going on. Funny business right here. Six seed, two-and-a-half-point underdog to the eleven seed, Michigan Wolverines. Funny business.
1: All right, a couple quick notes on this. One, you're going to see at least five shots of Ali Farouk-Manesh in this game. Why? Because the former Northern Iowa legend who beat Kansas, the number one overall seed, you know, what is it, 12, 13 years ago at this point, um, he's an assistant at Colorado State. So you will get plenty of... You can't be serious with that shot coming here in this one. Colorado State finally got a plane. I believe it's on the ground in Indianapolis. I reported that out late Monday night, but uh, they got that done. I am going to go Michigan both, and I think it's against my better judgment. I will take Michigan in this spot. Michigan, by the way, with 14 losses, has the most of any team in the field. It is a rare situation where the team with the most losses in the field is from a power conference. That is true. But I will go with Michigan because I'm not sure how Colorado State will match up with Hunter Dickinson. Although, GP, you can easily retort how will Michigan match up with one David Roddy.
0: Nobody matches up with David Roddy. You want to play him down by the rim? He's too strong. 6'5", 250. Oh, you want to get out in space? He'll bounce it and pull it on you. Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. I'm going Colorado State. Michigan has been – I don't trust Michigan. I trust David Roddy more than I trust
1: Michigan. That's a fair point in all seriousness.
0: Game six, so Colorado State to win and to cover. I'm taking them outright. Game six, South Regional. Number two, Tennessee. Number fourteen, the Longwood Longwoods. What's their mascot, dead leg?
1: You just tell them, GP. It's a penis. The How Longwoods. about this for irony? Longwood has the smallest team in the tournament fact (laughs) wouldn't think it you know who's got the biggest team in the tournament i know the actual answer but i don't know if that's where you're going pete davidson okay there we go the answer is (laughs) arizona i don't even want to know how you know these things don't even know don't even want to know i have tennessee winning this game and covering um that's my pick
0: ariana grande told me all right tennessee to win but I'm
1: just, the, the, long,
0: the Longwoods <laughs> plus 17. Get out of my face. I'll take the Longwoods plus 17. <laughs> I can't take the Longwoods plus 17 every time. Game seven, South Regional. Number seven, Ohio State. Number 10, Loyola, Chicago. Going to be played Friday, 12 15 p.m. Eastern in Pittsburgh. Is every game in Pittsburgh?
1: <laughs> it's, everyone's in Pittsburgh, and all of them are on TBS or TNT.
0: You can watch it on CBS. It's a pick them.
1: It's, it's uh, sister Jean. Obviously I know only pick them on the board. Sister Jean, obviously getting CBS uh, In all seriousness. I want this woman to live to be 115 and loyal to Chicago in the tournament. She's 103 right now. It's, it's unbelievable, dude. It's outrageous.
0: Uh, it's outrageous. Uh, I, she's I, like, I, she's a million years old and this, and like totally clear minded.
1: Uh, yeah. Like, like yeah. Like you and I got no shot of that.
0: No. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I won't be. I, I, I don't know that I'll be clear minded at 55. Sister Jean is amazing.
1: Uh, They just incredible. Still the most surreal press conference experience of my life. Um, I will against my better judgment. Probably I'm picking against sister Jean. I'm going Ohio state in this spot. Ohio state has not made the sweet 16 since 2013. I think they're going to do it this year. that's a little sneak preview. Give me the Buckeyes. Uh, I do think that Zed key and Kyle young are going to play in this game. That will matter. Uh, Drew Valentine, 30 years old, youngest coach in the tournament. Uh, obviously was there as an assistant previously, but I will take Ohio State in a great one. This is a pick a narrow win for the Buckeyes.
0: Chris Holtman cannot lose to a mid-major in back-to-back
1: years. It'd be rough. And if uh, memory serves, they're in the same spot. They were the two in the same part of the bracket a year ago when they got bounced by Oral Roberts.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Ohio State. Game eight, South Regional, number two, Villanova, gets number 15, Delaware, Friday, 2.45 p.m. Eastern. It's also in Pittsburgh, like everything else. The Pirates, the... Penguins in every NCAA tournament game,
1: plus the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky. That's right. Eastern Seaboard Special, Nova, Delaware. Not geographic rivals, but frenemies, I guess. Villanova wins and covers 15 and a half. Delaware is you know, they weren't a they weren't a top tier team in the CAA. I think Villanova wins this without much resistance.
0: Villanova wins the game. It's an inflated line. All right. Delaware plus the 15 and a half. All right. Walk us. uh, I'll be fast. Three. How you got the South regional unfold. All right.
1: I got, I got some nuttiness here. Um, Arizona beaten. uh, Of course I got nuttiness. This is the longwood section of the, of the bracket. So Arizona beats TCU, Illinois over UAB, Tennessee over Michigan although Barnes and Barnes and Tennessee collectively have spotty histories performing in this tournament, but I got Tennessee moving along there. I will take Ohio state to beat Villanova. You've got to listen as my stats facts post showed a two, at least one, two fails to make the sweet 16 almost every single season. You got to figure out which two that's going to be, because it's going to happen again. I've got two twos getting knocked out before I got Murray over Kentucky. I've got Ohio state knocking off Villanova. And then I will have, Tennessee beating Ohio state on the bottom half of the South to move along. And I'm going to do, I'm going to take Illinois to beat Arizona in the sweet 16 and Arizona fans. I get it. You hear this. You are shuddering with thoughts of 2005, But Brad Underwood's team is good enough to do it. I think they're going to put this together. I will take Illinois to beat Tennessee and move along to the Final Four. When we get to the question part, if anyone wants to ask me about that, I'll I'll spend more time there. But, again, we're we're up against it, and i got to let GP get out of here pretty quick.
0: The thing that's going to make me late is you continuing to say we're up against it. Okay, I won't say it again. (laughs) Arizona and Illinois is what I got in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Also, Tennessee and Villanova. I've got Tennessee over Villanova, Arizona over Illinois, and then I've got Arizona in the final four in the first season under Tommy Lloyd. Dead leg? Take us through the Midwest.
1: Pete Davidson, by the way. Okay, Midwest, bottom corner, right side of the bracket. Here's this region. One seed, Kansas. Number 16, Texas Southern. Thursday, approximately 10 p.m. Eastern. True TV, deservedly so, in Fort Worth, Kansas. 21.5-point favorite.
0: I'm going to take Kansas straight up,
1: but Texas Southern. the Great we Johnny are- Jones. We're in agreement. This is the uh, 20th, excuse me, 32nd straight NCAA tournament to feature the Kansas Jayhawks, longest streak of all time. Next game, eight seed San Diego State versus number nine Creighton, Thursday, 7 27 p.m. Eastern on True TV, also in Fort Worth. The Aztecs are a 2.5 favorite. Who you got? I love the Mountain West Conference. I can't pick against it. Give me
0: my Aztecs straight up into cover.
1: Again, Mountain West has a 30% win percentage in its history in this tournament, but I will also be with GP San Diego State to win and to cover. Brian Dutcher yet to win a tournament game since taking over for this program from Steve Fisher. I think he does it here. Five seed Iowa, number 12 Richmond, Thursday. Floating somewhere between 310, 320 Eastern, depending on when the first game happens. As a reminder, tournament games usually take about five minutes longer on average to finish because of longer commercial breaks. Bake that into your schedule if you need to. This is going to be on True TV. Iowa, Richmond, Iowa, a ten and a half point favorite.
0: Iowa to win, Iowa to cover. Keegan Murray continues to make a run. To be the CBS Sports National Player of the Year, as we've noted before, we don't vote on that yet. We wait until after the Elite Eight games, just before the Final Four. Oscar Shebue clearly the favorite, obviously going to win most National Player of the Year awards. Keegan Murray ain't out of this thing, far as I'm concerned.
1: I agree with you, and uh, I'm so, sorry, Richmond. I'm completely dismissing you. I don't think I think this is a laugher, and not even close. Uh, scooting on down, my toughest game, four seed Providence. 13 South Dakota State, Thursday, 1240, 12, 12.40 p.m. Eastern on True TV. It's uh, it's a joke. This game should not be on True TV, but so it goes. This is going to be in Buffalo, Providence minus two. I hate this game. I love and hate it. Yeah,
0: it, for, for, I love it, but it forces me to pick against a team that I love deep in my heart. I've been, I've been championing Providence all season, but I can't pick somebody to beat my Jackrabbits. So I take my Jackrabbit, South Dakota State to win, South Dakota State to cover.
1: Via ESPN, this is a crazy stat. Providence, a two-point favorite right here. Never been a four-seed this low of a favorite ever in the first round. And the four seeds previously that were only 2.5-point favorites, Vanderbilt in 2010 and Dayton in 2003, they lost. Okay? baylor Shireman is the summit version of Larry Bird. I will take South Dakota State to win this game. And it feels like the trap of all traps in Providence just wins this thing by 11. But you and I are together. We will take the Jackrabbits to win into cover. Love and hate this game. It's, it was my toughest one to finally decide on. And I finally flipped this morning. I had Providence until about an hour and a half ago. 6 seed LSU, number 11, Iowa State. This is a Friday 7, 20 p.m. Eastern tip on TBS. It's going to be going down in Milwaukee. Tigers are minus four. Who the heck knows? Who do you got? I'm picking the team that didn't fire its coach this past weekend. i I
0: think there's a trend in the insulator don't ever bet on a team that just fired its coach a few days ago give me unless it was michigan that time they went won the national championship (laughs) except for that time i'll take iowa state straight up get spread the whole deal
1: uh, Iowa State was picked last in the Big Twelve and made the tournament. T.J. Osburgh has done a great job this year. Uh, it has been just circling and circling and just kind of been directionless over the past six weeks. I will go LSU, but I have no, I have no idea. Three C Wisconsin versus number fourteen Colgate. This is going to be around 10 p.m. Eastern on TBS um, on Friday in Milwaukee. Wisconsin is a seven and a half point favorite again in Milwaukee. Wisconsin to win the game in advance. But Colgate, my
0: toothpaste of choice, it's not really. I go unless, Tom's. It's, uh, unless it's a sponsor. If Colgate's okay. a sponsor, then that's my toothpaste of choice. If not,
1: it's Crest. Okay. We are not sponsored by toothpaste. I'm almost we, positive. I'm almost some, positive. Well, somebody needs to work on that. All right. All right, um, we're, Wisconsin we to
0: win Colgate to cover.
1: I have Wisconsin to win Colgate to cover. I would take Colgate to win this game straight up if it was in Fort Worth or Pittsburgh, but it's not. It's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I will take Bucky to win, Colgate to cover. Colgate is the second-best three-point shooting team in this tournament. The only one better is South Dakota State, which is by far the best three-point shooting team, and it's why I took them to beat Providence. Scooting on down this bracket, um, number seven, USC, 10-seed Miami, approximately 3.15 p.m. Eastern on True TV. This will be on Friday. I will be there. This is kind of a good game tucked in the middle of the afternoon. This is in Greenville. USC is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite.
0: Miami to win Miami to cover. How about Jim Laranaga enters the season. People whispering like, you know, coach L might retire at the end of the season. Dude went to the NCAA tournament, signed a contract extension.
1: Done a great job. I'm going to have him losing, but I got him covering God. I have, I have USC to win Miami to cover. Yes. The line is narrow. I got a buzzer beater situation here. I got Miami losing similarly to how it lost the last time it was in this tournament when Loyola Chicago knocked it out and then went on to make the final four. So we both have Miami covering. You have the Canes to win. I have USC to win. Last game, man. there's a lot of high-level defenses in this region, by the way. Creighton, San Diego State, what, LSU, Auburn? Um, they're all high-level. Uh, Auburn, 2C, 15C, seed, seed Jacksonville State. Greenville, this will be my first game on the ground there on Friday. True TV, 1240 p.m. Eastern. Man, this live number keeps climbing, Nada says. Hello to everyone. We got more to come. I will go, um, yeah, 15 and a half. Auburn, GP, Jacksonville State covering this number?
0: No, absolutely not. Walker <laughs> Kessler is going to block 17 shots.
1: No, realistically, let's do the uh, over-under. If I set it at at seven and a half, will you go over for Walker Kessler?
0: No, because I don't think he'll play enough minutes because it'll be okay.
1: a blowout. But he's going to block a shot every 45 seconds. Well, then he's going to hit the over <laughs> It's going to okay. do, unless unless you have Auburn putting this thing to bed with 13 minutes to go in the first half. I do. I do. It'll be put to bed. And then and then Wendell Wendell Green will <laughs> get wild. It'll get close. And then Auburn will pull away. Oh my gosh. All right. Who do you have advancing along in the Midwest?
0: So I've got Kansas beating San Diego State, then Iowa. I hate to do this. I apologize to the Jackrabbits, but you know, at some point. Iowa over South Dakota State, Iowa uh, State losing to Wisconsin, and then Auburn over Miami. So then in the Sweet 16, I've got Kansas over Iowa, Auburn over Kansas, and then I've got Auburn beating Kansas. Bruce Pearl
1: back in the Final Four. Some of the comments right now are too funny. I did not see Ed Cooley's reaction in real time when he realized he had South Dakota State, but (laughs) fair enough. All right, so uh, I will go Kansas to move along, and here's the deal. Every year, at least one double-digit seed makes the Sweet 16. Paris, do you have a double-digit seed in the Sweet 16? I don't know. I just told you everything. Good times. <laughs> uh, the only one, I had changed to this one, <laughs> you're the best. The, the only one uh, is South Dakota State for me. I will I will ride this team. I am the Jackrabbit ambassador on this podcast. What? Appears. I thought you might be with me. You don't got in the regional
0: semifinals okay fix it then yes i do you're changing it yes you're
1: changing it right now yes <laughs> okay this podcast rides with the jackrabbits
0: i'm not gonna you let know. you do mo- i'm not gonna let you go further with the jackrabbits than me okay so wherever you take oh, I'm God, I'm just them i'm taking them I'm at least there. this
1: team they're gonna lose by 15 to providence now what are we doing but i do have south dakota state playing kansas i've got wisconsin so I. Over- <laughs> I know i know i've got wisconsin <laughs> over lsu Wisconsin has uh, just, I, they're low in Ken Palm. I get it, but they have a wonderful, wonderful draw here: Auburn over USC and an FBI special there. And then I've got Kansas over South Dakota State. You want to take them there? Are you? No. <laughs> okay, then no. I just want to go as far as you. I don't
0: have to, right, don't have to go past you. I just have to go as far as
1: you. I, I, and then I will take. I actually think that Auburn uh, has a has a real nice path to get to the uh, regional final here so I will have Kansas-Auburn. That's a one-two. Um, and I will have Kansas, as I said on our Sunday show, I will have Kansas moving along to the final four because I think it has the most forgiving draw of any one seed. So that's Kansas in my final four. GP, <laughs> lay out your final four and title pick for people.
0: I'll do it in just a second. But first, let me remind folks of a great way to enjoy March Madness. And that's with the CBS Sports mobile app. It's your home for not just watching the games on CBS, but also... The best lightning quick college basketball scoreboards, updating brackets, expert picks, and the latest news on all the action for the men's and the women's tournaments. The app is free. Just go search CBS Sports in your app store. It should be your go-to sports app for everything. Let's see. Let's see how Let's see how ride or die you are with the CBS. Is it on your first page of your phone? Come on, man. It's in there. It's the first page of the phone. Of course
1: course absolutely got to make sure there's no yeah i'm good uh, there yeah, would be nothing that i would like. now
0: i'm looking at my phone i'm like please god don't let anything stupid be on the cover of my exactly
1: phone. <laughs> no i'm good 18 yeah. unread texts 18 unread group me's at the moment though so there we go are
0: I'm you good. the type that can let things sit on your phone like that that says like only seven... at,
1: only at this time of the year i can't i can't look yeah, at just, it it's too nuts it's too busy yeah, I have to
0: clear I have to clear it out. Like if if it says I've got 7 emails, I have to go in and just delete them or I got to show that I cannot look at numbers on my screen pop up like that. And you, and you go grab my wife's phone. She got 78 text messages, 14 phone calls and 800 emails. Her the cover of her phone just stresses me out to even look at it. <laughs>
1: God, you got a plan to catch my man. This is your final four title pick. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it, but for everyone hey, listening, how do you have this? How do you have this hey, playing out? Gonzaga,
0: UCLA in the final four for the second straight year. I've got Gonzaga beating the Bruins once again. On the other side of the bracket, I've got Arizona and Auburn in the final four. I've got Arizona winning that game. Gonzaga, Arizona, Mark Few, Tommy Lloyd in the title game. New Orleans first Monday in April. And the Zags will win a close game and be national champions for the first time in school history. And if you idiots ever <laughs>
1: tweet me about Gonzaga again, it's going to be an auto block within seconds. Without a doubt. Um, this I, here, real quick on yours. I like the fact this is an unconventional GP final four here. You usually, you'll go ones and all twos. I like the fact you mix a little UCLA action. And Auburn is, uh, it's not a contrarian pick, but a lot of people are not riding the Auburn wave right now after how they played down the stretch. I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty good. We are past our deadline for you, GP. So how you want to do this? Because this stream is going to keep going. Do you want to just give shouts and, and then log off? Or do you just want to say, see ya and, and go catch your plane?
0: Shouts to Devin Dowdy. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Wendell Lee. Legend. Average zero points in two games for Baylor in the 1994-95 season. Shouts to Larnell, I'll let Deadleg close the rest of this thing out. He said he's going to take
1: questions. I will. I'll listen on my way to the airport. People want to know why your wife's phone's getting blown up so much, by the way. So think about that. before. <laughs> they want to know who's finding your wife. Is, it, is it a reverse Sidney Sweeney situation? That's a, That's what they want to know.
0: It's a decent question. It's something to think about. It's something to think about. I'll talk to you guys again late Thursday night.
1: We, yes, we are going to do a late, like 20 minute podcast. It's going to be late after the first round. If you watch, if you listen and watch on the West coast, we'll be right in your wheelhouse East coast. You'll probably get us in the morning, but we will have a reaction Thursday podcast for you.
0: I'll let you guys take it from here. Bye. bye.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to say for it.
1: Hi, GP. All right, here we go. Okay, now it's time to have some fun. First of all, Nada, if you could bring up my bracket, my man. Thank you to everyone watching. Biggest live number by far here. You guys are eager for this tournament, and so am I. So it's great to be here. And uh, yeah, GP's had a a squeeze to go catch his flight there. So go ahead, fire questions. I will answer a few of them here before, uh, before I bounce. Here is my bracket, though. So, again, I didn't have a double digit seed in the sweet 16. I initially had Vermont over Yukon. Then I walked that back South Dakota state. is actually rates worse at Torvik Ken Palm, but I like their road better. And again, you have to put at least one into the second weekend. They get there every single year. I'll try and read you guys off some of the stats and facts. Um, Here's the, here's the CBS sports app. If you're watching every year, I kind of toss out just a huge, huge old batch of, uh, of facts and trends and things to know there. And one of them is that you always get at least a double seed. Almost always. There's been like one or two tournaments where that hasn't happened. As for my final four, you can see it here on the screen. Uh, not if you want, if you can zoom in might want to just a little bit, if that's doable, if not, that's fine. I'll read it. Gonzaga out of the West region. I've got Purdue over UCLA out of the East. Beautiful. Um, I'm just going to ride with the boilers to get it done. Offensively. I, I trust what Purdue has from a personnel standpoint. And we've seen Purdue be good in the tournament in some recent years. You know, remember when they gave Virginia arguably one of the best tournament games of the past decade? They didn't make the Final Four, but Painter has had some success. I know it lost last year to North Texas. I get all of that. But I will, I just think that, guys, that East is, I think it's ripe for some real noise there. And I, and I, I would be surprised if Baylor comes out. I just think Baylor's too banged up. Uh, but Baylor's going to try and do what hasn't been done since 2007. Make consecutive, uh, win the championship, and then go to the Final Four the next year. Last time that happened with any team was Florida 06 and 07. On the right side of the bracket, yeah, I'll take Illinois to beat Tennessee. Illinois is similar to Purdue in this regard for me. Kofi Coburn, Alfonso Plummer, Andre Curbello, they those guys have the talent to, to, to push through. And I've talked with Brad Underwood a couple of times this season. He has maintained to me that this team's, you know, focus, big picture. They know what it felt like last year to get knocked out the way they did. It was a, it was rough. I mean, Illinois had a wonderful season and then got completely bounced and and housed, housed by Loyola Chicago. I think Illinois in this spot recovers well. It's a good enough offense and a good enough defense while not being a lead on either side. It's still... Uh, it moves the ball well, and I, and I don't know. I, 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 think Jacob Granderson is like one. He's going to be the guy that no one's talking about. He's a really good three-point shooter. He comes up big. I am banking on Corbello to be a level above. If you want to sell, and I, I, don't even think I mentioned Trent Frazier, who by the way is a top ten defender in the country. If Corbello can play within himself and still be that, you know, have that just that wow factor, I think Illinois is representative of what I've been talking about all season long. The one line, the two line, the three line. And I told you the four line would have teams capable of winning the national championship. And while I don't have Illinois winning the national championship, I think it's going to be good enough to do so there. So I will have Illinois beating Tennessee. Arizona has a few weird trends going against it, which is why I'm going to fade it. Um, First time coaches, you know, making deep runs. It happens. It's not overly common. Arizona's the least experienced team in the field. You normally don't have teams with new coaches and lacking tournament experience making deep runs no matter where they're seated. So we'll see. I think Arizona is clearly good enough to do it. I also, frankly, got to see how good Kirk Crease can be with that ankle. Without him, I do think Arizona is a different team. Yes, they look good in the Pac-12 tournament. They look great. But I'm going to play the averages here. Give me Arizona into the regional semifinals. That Those games will be um, in San Antonio, by the way, and I'll take Illinois to beat Tennessee Uh, A lot of orange there in that one. And then, yeah, I got Kansas. Final four, Gonzaga over Purdue. Uh, Wow, Nada. As I do this live here, Nada said we just hit more than 5,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. You're all awesome. My goal at the start of this season was to be at 5,000 the night the title game tipped. And you beat that by, like, three weeks. You're incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am going to get to your comments once I explain my champion. Gonzaga over Purdue has the potential to be just Unbelievably awesome! You will have Chet Holmgren versus Zach Eadie in this spot. You will have Travion Williams versus Drew Timmy. Those two big men will not play on the floor at the same time. We wouldn't think Andrew Nemhard against Jaden Ivy. I think Gonzaga Purdue is the best possible Final Four of styles we could get anywhere in the bracket. I think not to say that's guaranteed to be the best game, but going into it, that one to me sets up as something that could be beautiful. There, we just got to see. If Purdue can do enough defensively, I'll bank on them again. I go, I keep going back to the fact that like Purdue is almost hiding in the bottom left of this bracket, man. Like I, it, it can get out of there, but my pick is also based on Kentucky, not meeting Purdue in the, in the, in the regional semis. Cause I've got Murray state there and then Purdue kind of advancing along. Oh, by the way, a Purdue Kentucky matchup where you've got Oscar Shibwe against Travion or Zach Eady, really, really tempting as well. If we get that, that'll be incredible. Um, I'd look forward to that. I'll have Gonzaga over Purdue. And if you're watching, as you can see, I will take Kansas to beat Illinois. That is a Bill Self special, of course. Bill Self coached in Illinois before he got the Kansas job. And I, you know, I gotta be honest on this. I don't love Kansas in my title game. I'm I I have reached a level of acceptance with this bracket here where I'm just gonna let it go. And if it's not great, whatever. Um but I don't know. Like, it, to me, it makes the most logical sense because I like Kansas to come out of its region. And then Kansas, Illinois, yeah, I'm definitely going to take Kansas in that game. But if it was Kansas, Arizona, I'd take Arizona. But I, it never sits well with me, even though it happens occasionally, not often. It never sits well with me to go the best team on that side versus the best team on that side. We got it a year ago. The chances we actually get that in back-to-back years, again, particularly when a lot of trends indicate that Arizona is not likely to make a title game run, that's why I'm going to fade them a little bit. I will take Gonzaga, which is not an every year thing for me. I think I took them a year ago, but I, when they've been on the one line in years past, I haven't always taken Gonzaga. I will take Gonzaga this year to win the national championship, primarily because it's weird. This year's Gonzaga team is not as good as last year's team, but relative to the field, it's better. It ranks number one in predictive metrics. It has a player, like, they don't have a Jalen Suggs. I get that. But I actually think what Gonzaga has in Chet Holmgren on both sides of the floor, defensively, what he can do and how he changes up. I mean, I've talked to a few coaches and they say, when you scout Gonzaga this season, it's more difficult than a year ago and what we had to face with that. I think that's going to be enough. Having said that, if Gonzaga met Arkansas in the regional semis, Duke obviously there, Texas Tech in the regional semis, all of those teams are capable, not to mention, I don't think Bama's getting that far, but Bama's already beaten Gonzaga. So yes, it's fallible. No doubt. I'm just going to rely on the team that's been the best so far this season. I'll take Gonzaga. And I'll do some live questions here real quick. Uh, I'll read these, Nada, in um, in some of the order that they've been sent. I won't hit all these that you've started off to the side, but I'll start. Norlander can Colorado State make a Final Four run. No, but Colorado State is capable of making the Sweet 16. I reported on Monday night, Colorado State, and this wasn't the only team that had this issue, it, it didn't have its plane uh, booked deep into Monday, which is not common. Now, the reason for this, and there were, and then I heard from other, uh, either SIDs, assistant coaches, head coaches on Tuesday that are supposed to play Friday. The problem is this. There is a shortage of pilots because as Longwood coach Griff Aldridge told me, a lot of these pilots took bigger money to fly, I guess, private instead of working for the commercial airlines. And so there aren't as many available. So getting these planes in order is just tougher this year. Pandemic induced than it has been in years prior. As far as I know, everyone's got their bird or their bus and they're going to get there. Um, but Colorado State basically waited for 16 hours on information that wasn't coming in. And then shortly after I decided to report it on Twitter, magically, they were afforded a plane. I'll go to the third question here. If Duke gets upset in the first r- weekend, can the Ion College Basketball Pod refer to it as K's non-shining moment? We will not be doing that. It's not unthinkable that Duke loses in the first weekend. I think Michigan State and Davidson are both capable. I wouldn't bank on it. Again, I will be wherever Duke is for CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ, so that will be Greenville to start and then if Duke wins it will scoot along to San Francisco. I've never been to uh, San Francisco, so uh, I will be excited to go if indeed that's the case. If Duke does not win, I will go to Philadelphia to cover the regionals there. Um, do, 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 do Norlander, are there any other AC schools with coaches in danger? Coaching talk right now? Oh, boy. Let me check this real quick. Any other schools, AC schools with coaches in danger? Let me just look at the roster. No, 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 no. Uh, eh, um, No, 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 no. The answer is no, but I would put it at, I'm not going to say which I'm going to put it at, I'll put it at 8%. That one AC, uh, that one AC school that's not Duke doesn't have a, a, its current coach next year. Blind item for you. Uh, boo, 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 boo. Uh, uh so the dog asked, do you think Purdue will benefit from the officiating outside of the normal big 10 crews? Maybe, but I mentioned this. I tweeted about it about a month ago. I I want to see how they officiate Zach Eadie in particular. Uh, he's a different kind of player, and I think, I think there's the chance this could go either way. To be honest, what I don't want to see happen here with Purdue or any kind, uh, Shibwe, Kofi Coburn, I don't I, like. I really hope these guys. And uh, listen, let's be real on this. I know it's easy as fans to go after these officials and just absolutely kill the zebras, and sometimes it's deserved. But the reality is their accuracy and cuz they're literally graded out every single call it's reviewed and that and those calls and how they perform dictates whether or not they get a second tournament game a third tournament game you work a final 4 and their hit rate is often like 97 98%. Do you do what you should be doing at your job at a 97 or 98% kind of rate? Just think about that and they got to make split second decisions. So yes, sometimes they're right for some criticism, but keep it in mind just how difficult this job is. I really, really hope that the officials that are you know across the board, but in particular when you've got abnormal players, abnormal bigs, let's call, let's get a fair whistle on both sides of it to make sure we've got the uh, the best possible game there. Uh, best Final Four food in New Orleans is asked by Jonathan. I cannot give this to you because I need to book my dinner and I don't want to. Uh, If anyone's listening and going, I got to make sure I get that reservation. I haven't done it yet, but there's some, there's a lot of good spots. I'll give you one that I went to a decade ago when the final four was there. It's a little bit off the beaten path. I can't remember what neighborhood it's called, but it was called Bacchanal. I think super low key, super casual eat outside on paper plates. There's like seven things on the menu and they were all incredible. Bacchanal was one that stands out to me all these years later. Uh, Norlander, can you give me peace about my UConn to the Sweet 16 pick? Terrified that New Mexico State will pull off the upset. First of all, how dare Parrish? How dare he call me out for talking to Chris Jans? Yes, Chris Jans might potentially be a coaching candidate, but in all seriousness, I called about 18 coaches in the tournament yesterday just to see. I wanted, particularly coaches in the 512s, the 710s, the 89s, I wanted to get a feel on what they thought off record about the opponents that they were facing and, and how they were how they were thinking they were going to fare, um, Cause these coaches are just going on like two or three hours of sleep. Uh, and so I called Jans on that. Yes. Jans is potentially in the mix. Like he's one of like six guys, at least that is in the mix for Kansas state right now. And I don't even know if he's going to be wind up being the leader for that. We'll see on that. Um, I'm told the Kansas state job isn't expected to close by the way, anything can happen at any point quick aside. And I will answer this question because of the nature of the portal and players turning over you've got all these job openings right now and some of these ad's are trying to get this done as fast as possible but it goes up against the tournament and frankly speaking like matt mcmahon and todd golden at san francisco they're both obvious candidates that aren't able to interview right now for all of these other jobs and these and these ad's want to fill their positions with the best candidate possible to get ahead of the portal chase so it's fascinating behind the scenes how that relates to kansas state as i'm told that it's not expected that that job is going to close before we get to the end of the weekend. I wouldn't be stunned if we had one or two big jobs closed, though. We will wait and see on that. As for UConn to the Sweet 16, hey, I'm right there with you. I did have Vermont initially. I I backed off of that. UConn has the wings, the size. Will R.J. Cole be dependent enough? You got to hope Tyrese Martin's three-point shooting doesn't, uh, doesn't abandon him here because, man, he is a confident. I love his game. I love how he can shoot. And I don't think that UConn defensively will wilt. I like their chances there. And among all the potential second round games between, you know, six, three, four, five, those kind of, I think Arkansas Yukon has a shot to be awesome, but I don't have that. I've got Arkansas going down to Vermont. We'll, uh, we'll see uh, scooting on down. Uh, I'm going to listen. I appreciate the non hoops questions, but I'm, we got a huge audience here. I'm going to, I appreciate some of these music questions, but I'm going to pass on them for now off season. We'll do mailbags. I'll hit all that stuff. Um, Daniel Ernst asked Norlander. Why do you think analysts are fading Wisconsin's chances? I think it's pretty clear one. You've got Wisconsin, which hasn't rated well in predictives the entire season. And it's not just Ken Palm. It's Torvik and all that good stuff. They're 33rd right now. How about this? So Wisconsin's a three seed. And I mentioned this on the pod shouts to uh, Mike Miller, uh, who uh, is one, my neighbor here in Connecticut, but also was a longtime editor for NBC sports on college basketball. Uh, Great dude. And I'm sure he's listening to this pod. So, Uh, great to hear from you, Mike. He, he, and a few people tweeted at me that Wisconsin's not the lowest seeded team at Ken Palm to ever get a three New Mexico in 2010 was 40th, uh, didn't fare so well when it did that. I think part, part of the reason is that if you get a high seed and you wind up underperforming, um, throughout the season, it kind of indicates where you might be going. That New Mexico team won its first game, then lost to Washington in the second round back in 2010. Johnny Davis is mostly mostly healthy, but how healthy will he be? Greg Gard's done a wonderful job this season. Um, Remember Wisconsin in the preseason wasn't projected to even be a for sure. Tournament team. Uh, It takes care of the ball, which I like, but it's not a lead on offense or defense. Doesn't rank in the top 35 in either slightly better defensively there. And I'm just telling you, Matt Langle is another coach like. I don't know if he'll get a bigger job this year. He's going to be coaching outside of the Patriot league within a year. I got to believe it. He's back in the tournament again. And this is the second best three point shooting team. And they gave Colgate a real run. Like it was until there was like eight minutes to go in last year's tournament against Arkansas, where the hogs pulled away there. Um, so I think that's why, but I've got Wisconsin sweet 16. I love their draw. As I mentioned before, um, Nate Rhodes asked best double seed not including Michigan to make it to the final four. I guess this is meaning like, the double-digit seed that I think would have the best chance at doing so. Let me look at this bracket real quick, because Michigan's actually a really good They're a really good candidate. Um, double-digit seed, because remember, UCLA did this last year. Oh, man. Uh, it, ooh, that's actually a really good question. The best double-digit seed chance to make it. Metrics might tell you loyal to Chicago. It's hard to see though; they don't have the wins. But the metrics might tell you loyal to Chicago. Um, metrics would also tell you San Francisco. They don't have the wins. Power conference team. Like I don't know if Indiana can do what UCLA did. Michigan's clearly the answer to that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I have them losing, but I think it's I do think it's loyal to Chicago because of the draw too. That would be my pick both coming out of the South there. That would be my answer for you. Uh, Norlander most exciting potential matchup in the sweet 16. Tyler masters asks for me, it's Purdue versus Kentucky sweet 16. Exciting matchup. Give me. Hmm. I'd say. Man, there's a couple of really tasty ones. I think Arizona, Illinois. Remember they played earlier this season. And actually, Arizona has kind of got a little bit Gonzaga deal where it's got teams in its region where it's already faced this season, and we could get deja vu all over again. Arizona won at Illinois, eighty three seventy nine, and what was a top ten game of the, of the of the regular season in men's college basketball? That would be up there. I I maintain Gonzaga Arkansas Gonzaga can could be good. I think Gonzaga Arkansas has intriguing potential. Jalen Williams is good enough defensively where he can match. They can put him on Timmy, or they can put him on Chet. Um, Man, I'm liking these. I'm liking these possibilities here. I would say Purdue, Kentucky is right there, though. I think that might be it. Purdue, Kentucky is probably my answer for the best for the best one. So I agree with you, uh, Tyler. Ryan Frank asked, what's the reasoning for Murray State over Kentucky? Completely viable question. Part of me is doing because here's the deal, man. I got Kentucky number three in my overall rankings, one to 68. So I think Kentucky can win the national championship. I, I don't. I don't doubt their capability. Oscar Shibway is my national player of the year. So, by the way, Kentucky has the number one rebounder, Shibway, and Severe Wheeler is the leader in all assist men in this tournament. So, if they can be mostly put together, healthy, Ty Ty Washington, obviously they've got shooters, they've got experience. This is a different kind of Kentucky team. They're they're unquestionably capable. I have a hard time discounting a team that plays thirty two games and wins thirty of them. And it's not like Murray State's a 30-2 team that's like 58th at Ken Palm. It's 27th, you know? It was 24th before some other results around the country, the adjusted efficiency at Ken Palm bumped them down to 27. They played at Auburn, played them well. Lost by 13, but they played them well. And they had a bizarre neutral court loss back in November to East Tennessee State. Um, They won against Memphis. They've beaten up on on a lot of bums. I get all of that. It's just a, it's just an instinct play. KJ Williams and Tevin Brown were on the team with John Morant that beat Marquette. They've won in the NCAA tournament. Trey Hannibal is a, is a really quality point guard for this team. Um, they'll need to be abnormally good from three point range. They're just okay. But I mean, it's just, it's just a play. Sometimes you just want to t- pick a team, have some fun. Um, Nate Rhodes also asks, Ty Ty Washington good to go for this tournament, or is he still limited? I, I don't have a full answer on that. Calipari has been playing coy the entire season. I expect that Ty Ty Washington will be good to go. I do. I think, I think he will be good to go, and that will be a big factor in Kentucky. Um, if I did not have Kentucky losing to Murray State, I would have Kentucky in the Final Four, and a part of me would actually probably pick Kentucky over Gonzaga. But again, have a little chaos in your bracket. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Angelo asks, "Do you think the pressure of Coach Case last season is getting to the players? They don't—they look tight. They don't look like they're having fun. There's a case to be made for that, but I actually interviewed the players before the Carolina game, and we t- each each like five of them. We talked for five to seven minutes on this exact thing, and I'm just telling you." They were all very convincing in laying out why they have not felt pressure to do so in case final season. They've been playing for themselves. It's been a wonderful opportunity. Remember, before the Carolina game, Duke had four losses by a combined nine points, and it really had a very strong case to be as good as any team in the country. Now it's really been fading because defensively at Torvik, it's outside the top 100 in the past month. It's been a real problem there. I think at some level it's there, and I actually kind of wonder if privately they're going to feel it even more because like, once you get to... This is hard to explain. Once you get to the tournament... And I am only saying this through the lens of how I cover it, being on the ground and and you know going to the press conference and seeing the teams. The actual pacing, your everyday life, going through the tournament, it's different from the rest of the season. You're in a new city. The NCAA schedule is different. The way you practice, how you practice, everything just has a little bit of a foreign feel to it. I don't know if that will ultimately be a good thing or a bad thing for Duke because th- that that environment of like, whoa, this really is this really is like the last of it. I'm intrigued to see intrigued to get down there on Thursday, how Duke responds to it. I think it's going to respond well. Again, I got Duke getting into the Sweet 16 and not getting pushed too hard in either of its games. And then Phil asked Norlander, how do you feel about AQ teams in the first four? It feels unfair to me. I'd rather have the first four with at-large bubble teams only. My good buddy Tony Rialli tweeted this out on Sunday night I saw, and I agree with him in principle. In fact, I've had coaches of 16 seeds in the past tell me that it doesn't, and they've told they've told me privately, like, I don't know if any coaches really said this on the record. They're like, you don't feel like you're in the tournament. Like, you go to Dayton, the NCAA does a great job. Dayton's a great venue. They fill the building. That's great. It doesn't feel like you're in the tournament until you are playing on a Thursday or Friday, and I totally get that. But the benefit is this. Texas Southern won again on Tuesday night. It's 3-0 and in its past three first four games. That conference gets NCAA tournament units, and the units is a way of the, it's basically, the NCAA makes all this money off the men's tournament. And it breaks down how much your conference gets based on if representatives from your league win tournament games. So if you go to the first four and you win against the 16, you get just as much money as if you go to the tournament and you're UMBC and you beat Virginia. So it actually helps these smaller leagues to get a win, to get money. It's actually financially benefiting. But from the player perspective and that experience, it's like a half measure, which is unfortunate. I just wish the tournament would have had the guts to stick at 64 Period, but when the Mountain West fractured from the whack, what this goes back to, and I got to wrap here pretty quick. But when the Mountain West fractured from the whack, when that happened, conference commissioners, athletic directors, and the NCAA refused to stick at sixty-four. It was like, no, no, no. Why are we? Why are we eliminating that large bid? We have another conference that's fine, but we're sticking with the same number. So they went to sixty-five. Remember, this is now two decades, two plus decades since this happened. And so then, when they made the decision to expand to sixty-eight more than a decade ago because thankfully they didn't expand to, you know, 72, 80, 96. They were just like, all right, we'll just go 68. We'll do some at-large teams, some automatic bids. We'll do it in Dayton. It's always just like a little bit of, it's just kind of the ribs poking out of the bracket a little bit. It's fine. I've come to, to accept it, but nothing's more pure than a 60-14 bracket Selection Sunday. Like there are people watching and listening to this that have no idea what I'm talking about. They, they know, but they never lived it. The idea that on Selection Sunday, no social media. You wait the entire day to get that show and you see that bracket. And then the next morning, you go out. Dude, I know I'm going to sound old here. I don't care. This was all you go out the next morning. You buy the USA Today color version of that big bracket. You cut it out. You write your picks in and you have to wait until Thursday to get to that first game. And you weren't able to watch all the games. You got one game. And then in like 94, they were like, all right, we're going to go two screens and you're going to watch both these games for 95 seconds. And then we're going to pull away. And, and, it, there was a magic to it in terms of, okay, you saw the score on the screen. When are they going to bring it? And like your game might be a laugher. Then they bring in that other one. Then we went the quad box. Red zone did not invent the quad box. Okay. CBS did back in the nineties. Uh, it's better to be able to watch all the games now, but there was something that was really awesome about the anticipation of the 64 team tournament era. And it was really, really, really cool. So um, I appreciate everyone dropping in questions. There's been a ton. I wish I could get to more. Again, I want to thank everyone for subscribing to the YouTube channel, getting us so highly rated on the Apple podcast charts. That's really awesome. We are going to have – I'm going to give you our schedule as I as I, uh, as I bounce out of here. We are going to have tournament recaps after every single round going forward, not including Wednesday night first four. So on Thursday, Paris and I will probably do about 20, 25 minutes after the games are done. He's going to be in studio. I'll be in Greenville. That will be a late live podcast, but we will go live on YouTube – and we'll kind of keep it tight because it's going to it's going to be after 1 a.m. Eastern. Then on Friday, since I'm covering games, that I believe is Booner and GP. They'll do a full episode recapping the first round, setting the table for Saturday. I will be back on Saturday for a shorter 25, 30-minute episode to recap what we just saw there. And then on Sunday night from Greenville, I'll be there. GP will be in New York. We will do a full Sunday recap and then look ahead to the sweet 16. So we will have you covered uh, across the board. Please continue to send reviews if you can. Uh, they certainly help. Please spread the word. So many of you are doing that. Thank you all so much again. I am encouraging you again to join our bracket group. That number is growing significantly. We will have prizes. We will be tracking. And uh, we want to get that like to north of 2000 people. So continue to join with all of that um, Keep those likes going. I'm I'm seeing right now, need 10 more likes to get to 169. Nice, plus 100. And I'd like to see that number get there. Um, Please, please, please. So thank you, thank you, thank you. A little bit of a different pod here because GP had to scoot on out and catch the plane. But since the live number was so good and you guys are as geeked as I am for this uh, tournament to start. Seriously though, like how great is this feeling on Thursday morning tomorrow? You wake up and the actual tournament as we know it to be is going to be starting. It's going to be incredible. I will be getting up at about 530 in the morning to fly to Greenville. (laughs) So I will be on the ground there getting a spot to watch some games. I'll go check in on some press conferences, do all that great stuff. It feels amazing to have this tournament back the way that we love it. 14 sites spread across the country, traditional format, traditional TV windows, all that good stuff. Um, I can't wait. And as a reminder, I'm going to give you TV schedule for Thursday. Since a lot of people listen to this on Wednesday afternoon or maybe even Thursday morning before we get to the games here is your Thursday schedule, TV schedule. Northern order or not, it's like Norlanders, shut up and let's get out of here. I will, but I got the mic right now. So uh, we're going to take advantage of this, giving people a huge episode as promised. Here is your Thursday TV schedule. you got Michigan, Colorado State kicking off this thing at 1215. This is an awesome first window. Then you got South Dakota State Providence at 1240. That's true TV. And then Memphis-Boise State at 145 on TNT. That is such a great 1-2-3. The fourth game, probably a laugher. Baylor-Norfolk State, 2 o'clock. I get it. So those are your first four. And then after – so you got Iron Eagle, by the way, on the Michigan-Colorado State game. That's great stuff. Eagle will be on the Longwood-Tennessee game at 245. Richmond-Iowa, Georgia State-Gonzaga, and then Marquette-Carolina is the second one. Um, Marquette-Carolina – 4:30 about that's going to be yeah it's going to be that's going to be that late squeeze before we get to the night session then at night you've got New Mexico State UConn, TNT 6:50 St. Peter's Kentucky is your 7:10 tip on CBS shortly thereafter 7:20 on TBS you will have Indiana St. Marys and then you will have Creighton San Diego State on 7:27 on True TV that's a pretty solid your first window on Thursday in the afternoon and your first window on Friday night those are pretty solid windows and then the late window here I love a dramatic late window. Just give me something insane happening at twelve oh five in the morning on, on a Thursday or Friday. And I think we got a chance here. Sometime around nine twenty five you'll have Arkansas versus Vermont coming out of Buffalo. Brad Nestler on the call with my guy Evan Washburn doing sideline. San Francisco Murray State is your nine forty Thursday night on 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 CBS. Ian Eagle on the call. Jim Spinarkel. Shouts to Jamie Erdahl. Absolutely. Gosh, I love the fact that Eagle's going to be on that call. High potential there. And then your final two Thursday games. UCLA-Akron. I kind of feel like that one might not be close. That's Andrew Catalog, St- Catalan, Steve Lapis. And shout to Andy Katz. He's doing sideline there. And then the last tip will probably be Kansas versus Texas Southern out of Fort Worth. True TV, 957. That's your Thursday schedule. I'm going to wrap here. Thank you to everyone. Continue to subscribe, rate, like. You know the drill. We will see you again on late Thursday, early Friday, live on YouTube. It'll be in the feed for you if you wake up Friday morning. I'm Matt Norlander. Talk to you soon. Have a great Thursday of the first season.
0: Hello, everyone. It's Mike Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years.
2: I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best
0: from Big Meats.